0: Good evening, friends. It's a privilege to be here tonight to greet you again in this lovely big city here in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. And to be back again tonight and hear our, my brother Baxter as he was speaking when it was coming up. Oh my, it seems like old times again to be back. It seems like coming back home I don't feel tonight that I'm with strangers, I'm with fellow citizens and pilgrims of the kingdom of God, professing that we're pilgrims and strangers of this land, believing we have a better home going to it someday, as one by one we cross over the great divide. It separates the mortals from the immortals. And as Paul said, I believe in the scriptures that Leaving those things behind, I press to the mark of the high calling in Jesus Christ. All these mortal things we just leave behind and press on towards the mark of the high calling in Christ. Friends, we're here if the Lord willing for the next I believe it's about eight or ten nights to be here before going overseas. We usually make this our jumping off place. Brother Baxter and I have did this now. This is the third time, I believe. And we're always glad to be in New York. To, um, of course, you realize that this is just the outskirts of Jeffersonville, Indiana. And it just runs up this far. You <laughs> see, my city has twenty-four thousand people in it now. You see, we've jumped up a whole lot from fourteen thousand. So you'll be able to find us on the map down there one of these days. It keeps on growing. But I was talking to the man that brought me up just now from my room. He said. I believe there's about 7 million here. You know, that's almost the population of Canada. The entire, all the province of Canada. Many people here. Where the people gather together, they have a lot of sin. They have it everywhere. Not only in New York. They have it in little bitty cities like Jeffersonville, Indiana. They have it everywhere. This old world is just getting ripe for judgment now. When we see things taking place like is at this time... Of all these different kinds of bombs and things. I was hearing on the radio the other day that where they could drop a B 4 across the country here, or out in the sea, destroy the whole world. Just drop two or three up and down out here in the the Atlantic, and the first thing you know, there wouldn't be even a beetle alive in the whole United States. Kill everything. All the buildings would be standing just like they are now. I tell you. No wonder Jesus said, "Except the word be cut short for the elect's sake, there would be no flesh saved." I believe we're near or something. I'm not one of the people that tries to predict that Jesus is going to come this year, next year. I don't know when He's going to come, or no one else doesn't know when He's going to come. We just know what He said to look for. When we see these signs appearing, then to lift up our head, redemption was drawing nigh, and we see those things now, and. Brother Baxter and I have made this the policy of trying to do our very best for everybody that we can as long as we, we have the light to walk in as we do today. We ought to be very thankful for a place where the gospel can be preached. There's a many big cities in this world, you know, like New York, or not quite this big, but many great major cities that you could open up a meeting like this. No, sir, they couldn't do it. And perhaps, we don't want to think this way, but perhaps soon it'll be that you won't be able to open up New York. Communism is honeycombing the world. A great percent, over half of it, almost two-thirds of the world, is already into communism. What are we Christians doing? Here's the space we've got to go from here to here. And we've come about this far. Jesus said the gospel must be preached in all the world. But you know, our ideas of it, we have tract societies, which is all right. We love that. And the man that's on the street passing out of track is doing a wonderful work for the Lord Jesus. We have missionaries all parts of the country. That's a wonderful thing, a God calling. But what I think the Lord's going to make his message so quick to the world is this. That he's going to send out the power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit that'll just illuminate the whole world just in a few days' time. I believe he's calling a church, pulling a people, getting them together for this great event that's coming to pass. I'm looking for the gospel one day to leave the Gentile people and return to the Jew. I was seeing a picture the other night of a very dear friend of mine, on the west coast, a Christian businessman, Mr. Argenbrite. And he had a picture called Three Minutes Till Midnight. I've never been the same since then. after seeing this wonderful picture. It showed the answer of all the prophecies pertaining to the Jews, how they returned back and how they'd be an insign at their return. The six-point star of David over Jerusalem. How that the waters that come from the country that blossomed as a rose, the desert would. And the Jews returning back we just a picture, threw it on a screen. But here was the alarming part, Christians. The J- ships was coming in, the airplanes coming in. They were bringing the old blind and halt and withered, packing them, the l- younger people packing them. So they interviewed a few of them. They said, are you coming back to the homeland to die in a homeland? No. We're coming back to see the Messiah. Oh, you Bible readers know what that means. God's just driving them from all parts of the world right back. That's what he said he would do. Now, what they need. And now, the next thing that I can see, and I don't claim to know much about um, prophecy of that type, but the only thing that I can see left is a spiritual awakening among the Jews. The Gentiles are finished then. church should be caught up. The gospel goes to the Jew. Now, I won't take just a few moments tonight, just a little introduction, and it's kind of an introduction night. We get ready, and Brother Baxter does the preaching, and I'm sure you all enjoy it, and he is able to do the job real well. Usually I come in and talk just a few moments, to kind of get the feel of the meeting, and then we pray for the sick. Now tonight... For just a little scripture reading in St. John, the 14th chapter and the 12th verse. We read this, and then for our regular campaign theme, is Hebrews 13, 8. That's our continual text since we've been on the field. But this year we read, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. In Hebrews thirteen, eight reads this Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now shall we bow our heads just a moment? Kindly Heavenly Father, we thank thee tonight for the privilege that we have of coming into this great city again to minister to thy needy children. And I pray, dear Heavenly Father, that you will anoint every person that comes into this building with the Holy Spirit. If they are sick, may they be healed. If they have backslidden, may they return to God. If they are unbelievers, may they become believers. Grant it, Father, and may great signs and wonders be done. Bless all that has a part in it. Bless our brother Baxter as he speaks day by day and night by night. May he be anointed with the Holy Ghost to preach the word in the season. We pray that you'll bless all the cooperating ministers, Sister Brown and all the others. Bless the custodians and those who are here helping us, keeping the lights on, the engineers. And all the people who come in, grant it, Father. And may the message of the Holy Spirit go out into strange homes as maybe never come to church before and may they be warned and come to church, not because that we are here, Father, but because that your Spirit is here and wanting to save the lost and the needy and heal the sick. Now, hide your servant, Lord, the unworthy one. Help me to know what to do and what to say submitting myself to you just now, that you will use your unprofitable servant for your glory. We ask that in the name of your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, amen. Just for a few moments now, then we'll start praying for the sick. We won't keep you long each night because we have quite a long campaign, and then we've just left, left Chicago. We're at a great campaign and then went from there to the west coast with a Christian businessman on the west coast where we had a wonderful, great campaign. <clears throat> Brother Baxter's been preaching also uh, in conventions and we are both real tired. Frankly, just before I come to the meeting, well, I was trying to study and went sound asleep. Now that's strange for me to do that. And then hurried right on over to the meeting and we were both real tired. Now, I want to speak of one person, the complete campaign, and that's the one that we're all in love with, the Lord Jesus Christ. I know no one else to talk about but Him. And when it comes to love and compassion and whatever it might be, I know no greater name than the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And now tonight, I would just like to ask this congregation And facing this two weeks of campaign, uh, we ought to kind of take notice of what Jesus said here. There have been many people in their different types of ministry and theology, tries to have a certain routine that they teach, which is very fine. Every church, as long as they're teaching something about the Lord Jesus Christ, Amen. That's perfectly all right. I like that. And whatever, let's give every church credit that even names the name of the Lord Jesus. Let's give them credit. Now, we might differ with them sometimes, as all churches do, just like all people do. But we're perfectly interdenominational. Brother Baxter and myself doesn't belong to any organization at all. We're interdenominational, believing that the brotherhood of, the, of Jesus Christ. Now, I'll give you a little something what Brother and I have tried to do for these past eight years. It has not been so much on divine healing as people have thought it has been. Many of them have said, Brother Branham, your meetings are just based on divine healing. No, brother. It's on divine healing, but not the end of it. It's the healing of the body of Jesus Christ is what we're trying for. To get the, all the different denominations of churches to be brothers. Whatever they believe, that's all right. Let's join ourselves together and to be Christian brothers and sisters. That's what our whole hearts desire is to do. And what little influence the Lord has given me, I've tried to use it that way, and Brother Baxter the same of his influence as the Bible teacher. And me can pray for the sick. And we believe that. We believe that all men that's born again are brothers. And so we that's what we stand for. And now our theology may be, may be a little bit different from what you would the regular run of ministry, of praying for the sick. We are talking about, brother and I, we haven't settled on it yet, when we come back from overseas or perhaps set up different type of meetings. Frankly, I've placed it in several of the magazines that teaches divine healing, an article, that it's always been that my meeting, I can't get to enough people and I never stay long enough. The crowd just grow and grow and grow and then i about four or five nights, and I'm just about done because it's vegans coming back. We're going to try to eliminate them things and just go preach the gospel and pray for the sick, and whichever way the Holy Spirit would lead, them, then we'll do it. But vegans is what always cuts us down, has always made our meeting so we couldn't set. long time but this time the lord willingly want to make it for four five six seven weeks maybe two months or whatever the lord in one place just stay there until the lord says i'm finished with you here go somewhere else and i want you to pray for us to that end now upon our lovely lord jesus where our thoughts are centered don't never let your thoughts stray from him no matter what comes or goes keep your mind on him uh, how many in here tonight would really like to see him? Would you just love to see him? I'd like to... Brother, I, I put my hands up with you. That's my heart's desire is to see the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, how I love him. I, with all my heart, I love him. If I know anything about my heart, I really love him. I, when I speak his name, it just looks to me like it, I'm unworthy to say the name. I think of what that name has done. You know what happened when that name was first mentioned in a mortal's lips? What happened? A little baby that was dead in his mother's wombs come to life and receives the Holy Ghost. John the Baptist leaped in the mother's womb for joy as soon as as Mary spoke to Elizabeth. Uh, I should, said I should bring forth a son, and they shall call his and call his name Jesus. And little John leaped in his mother's womb for joy. So you see what the name means. If he was here in New York tonight. Where do you think you'd find Jesus in New York? I want to ask you a question. Do you think that Jesus, if he come just in his uh, unveiling himself like he did in the early days when he was here on earth and flesh, do you think New York and the whole would receive him? No, sir. It would be worse than it was when he come the first time. That's right. They wouldn't understand it. He'd be so much different from our theology that we wouldn't even doubt whether there'd just be a little handful following him like there was in that day. He was so different. he done things different. he talked different. His work was different. His ministry was different. His teaching was different. So they just couldn't understand him, they said. And they, the thing of it was, they, they couldn't understand him because his works was great. And he gave God credit. And they finally wound up and said, well, he's just Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. Could you imagine tacking that name on the Lord Jesus Christ? But that's what they did. And they said, if he, "He said, if they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more will he call them his disciples?" So, as Christians, we can expect to be called anything we But Jesus Christ knows us if we're born again. Now, when Jesus in His ministry, our first thing in the translation of the word tonight in the St. John the Fourteenth Chapter, the twelfth verse, He said, "Verily, verily, absolutely, absolutely, I say unto you." He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And more than this, the word really is translated right, more, not greater, because he raised the dead, stopped nature, nothing could be any greater than what he did. But more than this shall ye do, for I go to my Father. Do you believe that's the inspired word of God? Do you believe it meant for the ages to follow on like that? It was. Now, the same things that he did... He promised the church to do only more of it than what he did. Let's find out what he did. And if we can find out his type of ministry, what he had here on earth, and these next ten nights here in the in the arena, if he will if he will come in our midst and reproduce his life among his people, will every one of you believe on him? Will you promise me that this little group here of a few hundred sitting here tonight? Would you will you promise me that that you'll believe on him with all your heart? If he will Reveal himself again right here in this building Visibly so you can see it yourself, be convinced yourself Would you believe on him? We'll find out what kind of a work he did How we like to see Jesus Many would think a person in this day Usually you'd see him if they could do works like the Lord did While they'd come out boastfully in the home But he wasn't that type of person He didn't boast about anything He didn't take even any credit for what he did He gives credit to God. Is that right? Well, he said, It's not me that doeth the works, it's my Father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the works. Is that right? Now, let's just imagine like the Greeks did. They wanted to see who Jesus was. Wanted to see him, rather. So now, let's just look at him that way tonight.
1: When he came in
0: his ministry, he was born in a manger, low birth, uh, people, uh, uh, common people he came from. Perhaps very poorly educated as far as the world was concerned. We find out that's what makes the Bible scholars all confused. They try to read the Greek, the Hebrew, so forth, and they apply a certain word because they apply it to the great words that they used in the high scholarly people, but his real words are spoken just a language like he used on the street. This common everyday language. So it turns them around the translations. So you see, he wasn't no great scholar, as far as the world was concerned. Of course, he was God, but he just to make himself like some great uh, eloquent speaker, he wasn't. And now, let's see the type of ministry he had. Let's just follow his ministry for a few moments now before we start the prayer line and ask him to continue his ministry. Now, when he first come into power, we notice a lot of things that God answered his prayer so much for the sick. He started right off first praying for the sick. Is that right? Signs and wonders began to follow him. And he began to do things that seemed to be strange to the people. Then he had a great gathering until he disagreed with their theology of that day, and they cut him off right there. Now, in the beginning of his ministry, there was a man by the name of Nathaniel who got saved. and um, Or Philip, brother Philip got saved, and he went to get his buddy right quick. That's a good sign he got saved, wasn't it? When he go tell somebody else about it. He went to find his buddy, so he's hunting for him, and he found him under a tree praying under a tree. So he said, Come see who I found, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Why, this nice religious man said, Why could any good thing come out of Nazareth? Oh, it was a wicked city. He said, Could any good thing come out of Nazareth? I said, Come see. That's the only way to be convinced about anything. Don't you think that's right? I think we had more Nathaniel's around New York, it'd be better what you think, come see. Come find out for yourself. Come and see. Don't judge anything. Look at it and examine it with the word of God. He said, come see. Well, when he came up in the line, I don't know what, Jesus perhaps praying for the sick or whatever he was, he's standing in the congregation. Jesus looked out over the congregation, saw him, or he might have come in the prayer line. I don't know where he was at. But anyhow, when Jesus saw him, he said, behold an Israelite. In whom there is no guile, that is an honest, good believer. So the man kind of astonished him. He said, How did you know me, Rabbi? Or Reverend? Whatever you want to call How would you know me? He said, Why, before Philip called you, when you were under the tree, I saw you? My, that was quite a... Something to him. He he ran up to him He said, Thou art the Son of God. Thou art the King of Israel. What do you think would happen today in New York with such as that taking place? You know what they'd say? Ah, Dr. Jones would say, you know what that is? That guy's a fortune teller. It's mental teleprompter, that's what it is. Well, they did this. See, Dr. Jones' spirit lived back in that day. Did you know that? The Pharisees, those great scholars and teachers, said the same thing. They said, he's Beelzebub, the prince of the fortune tellers. See, of course fortune tellers are devils, you know that. So he said, he's the prince of the fortune tellers. The prince of the devils. Notice him again. There was one day he was going down to Jericho. Instead of going to Jericho, he went up by the way of Samaria. That's strange, going up this way instead of going straight out of Jericho. But he had need to go by Samaria. Now just a minute, we'll find out why he went. When he got up there, he sent all his disciples away into the city to buy some bread. And while they were gone, a woman came out. We in America believe the woman to be a prostitute. And the Eastern teaching is different. But we'll take it over the American western phase of it tonight. So the woman, she came out to the well. Uh, Well, maybe she just didn't get up until around noontime, or maybe she couldn't come when the rest of the other women is coming to get their water. So anyhow, she come out about 11 or 12 o'clock when they was gone to get something to eat, and Jesus was sitting over on the wall somewhere. So he seen the woman put the bucket in the well or the pitcher to draw out the water. He said, "Bring me a drink." Well, she looked over. And it was a Jew. She was a Samaritan. They just racial in that day, just like in the South today, the white and colored. He said, "Why, well, it's not customary for." You choose to ask Samaritan such. In other words, where's all the hospitality coming from? Where's all the kindness? You, a Jew, asking me a Samaritan. We're supposed to be outcasts. But how you come to ask? Jesus said, but if you knew who you were talking to, you'd ask me for a drink. Why? She said, how could you give me a drink? In other words, the well's deep. You have nothing to draw with. And so forth. The conversation went on and on. Now I have my own opinion what Jesus was doing. He was trying to catch her spirit, and so when he, he finally did, he said, go get your husband. Come here. She said, I don't have any husband. So said, that's right. You've had five. The one you have now is not your husband. Now, what was that in New York today? Well, they'd say, you know what, that guy's a good polished up soothsayer. That's what he did. Well, they thought the same thing then. I said, he's Beelzebub. Well, they said, uh, she's, what did she clash it at all? This woman, let her be whatever she was. She said, I perceive that you are a prophet. She said, I know that Messiah, watch the one we're talking about tonight. I know when Messiah comes, he'll do these things. He'll tell us these things. But I know that you're a prophet. And she run into the city and said, Come see a man that's told me everything he ever done. Isn't this the Christ? He never told her all she did, but he told her one thing. He could have told her more if he wanted to, I guess, or God would have showed him. Now that's the kind of a Jesus he was. He knew where a fish was one time had some money in his mouth. He knew where two mules was tied, where two ways met. He knew where an upper room was to be provided. He told his disciples. That was Jesus of 1900 years ago. Is that right? Well, now, do you believe that Hebrews thirteen eight is inspired? Do you believe that's God's word? Well, it says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do you believe that? Sure, that's right. Now, notice, if he is, then after a while he had to die for the sins of man. But I want you to notice just a little bit, another one scripture, if it won't tarry too much, to listen to this. There's a proof, If the Lord's willing, brother and I forgot to be What we call us thou the pallet. And he that man was laying on the pallet, and he said, Wilt thou be made whole? Why not the blind man, the twisted man, the lame, the hawk? He Never said a word to him. What about the little children? Never said nothing to them. But went over to this man lay laying on a pallet. Now if you notice the scripture, Jesus said he knew this man and he had been in this condition for 38 years. He might have had TB or his retard and it wasn't going to hurt him, wasn't going to kill him, either. But he, he could walk. He said, When I'm coming down, someone else steps in ahead and he wasn't blind. Or neither was he crippled. He just had a disease, an infirmity, something in his body. He had it 38 years. And Jesus knew where he was at. Now I want you to watch that. He knew the man was there. That's the reason he passed all the rest of it, to get to that man. And he said, take up your bed and go to your house. Then he walked away and left all that multitude of people. Was that Jesus uh, 1,900 years ago? That's still Jesus today. That's right. See? Now, what do you think the critics of, of Jerusalem said? Uh-huh. There's that healer. I've seen him pass right by those people screaming and crying. If there'd been anything godly about him, he'd have made them every one whole does look that way, doesn't it? But you see, every mortal being on this earth can do nothing in himself. Jesus, now watch him when they caught this man packing his bed on the Sabbath, the 19th verse. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing in himself, but what he sees the Father doing. Is that right? St. John 5, 19. What he sees the Father doing. For whatsoever the Father doeth, he showeth the Son. And Jesus, in the words that we'd know it, Jesus said, Well the only thing I do, I just see a vision, and I just act out the I just dramatize what God tells me to do. Is that right? That's exactly the plain interpretation of it of today. Jesus said, Verily, verily I say unto you, I can't do nothing in myself. The Father, I see a vision, what he's doing, then I go do just what he told me to do. That's the reason he passed through Bethesda. That's the reason he found this man here, because Father, father showed him his there. Look at the resurrection of Lazarus. Look at all the rest of the cases. Just the same. He is possessed with a power, too, that there's a woman one time, touched his garment, for she had a lot of faith. She touched his garment. He never felt her, because the apostle said everybody was trying to touch him and weaving around over him and putting their arms around him. But a woman touched his garment, slipped back out in the crowd. She was satisfied, because that's all she wanted to do, is touch his garment. And when she touched his garment, she stood out in the audience. Jesus looked around said, Thy faith has saved me. Right out in the audience. Is that right? Yes. Thy faith has saved thee. And she felt then that the blood issue had stung, stopped. A man at the Jericho gates, the road runs quite a distance, I'm told, from the Jericho, a blind beggar sitting over there. He could never hurt him. But he screamed for mercy. His face stopped Jesus when he had his face set towards Calvary. Going up there and there are people howling and making fun of him and everything else, some cheering. But the faith of that beggar stopped him. The faith of the weakest, poorest person injured and I will bring Jesus Christ on the scene.
1: It will. He's
0: the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now Jesus said, the things that I do shall you also, even more, for I go to my Father. And then he said, a little while and the world will see me no more. Is that scripture? Yet ye shall see me, for I will be with you, even in you, according to teaching today, just in that age. But Jesus said, until the end of the world. Is that right? I may know that that's scripture. Thank you. Then if he has raised from the dead, promised the same works that he did, would follow down to the end of the world, Not just for one generation or one age. With you, even in you, to the end of the world. Jesus Christ is saying yesterday, today, and forever. Is that right? Perfect. Now, if he, in them days when he did those things, people doubted him. No matter what he did, they still doubted him and tacked him on a cross. That's right. God's plan of doing it. That's the way God knew it would be that way. There's thousands today that would reject it if it was right before them. Millions would reject it. God's already said they would cause straight as a gate and narrow as the way, but few there will be that will Is that right? But Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, if he rose to the dead, what was the first thing he did? And I'm closing. There was some man on the road to Emmaus. And Jesus walked right out among those men and talked with them all day long or their journey all the way up to Emmaus. You remember the story? And they said, now his teaching seems he opened up the scriptures in a new way. Why didn't our hearts burn within us? Because we heard him as he talked to went along. And then, when they got up to Emmaus, he made life and he'd go on. Just an ordinary man. And they bade him, come in. And when he... Once they got Jesus on the inside with them, he made himself known to them. You get what I mean? Now if you just let Jesus just get off all your doctrines and things and take what as the Bible says Jesus was and let him, just lock him up in your house tonight with you, and he'll make himself known to you. How did he do it? A little different from what Just the way he did something, they recognized it had to be Jesus. Is that right? My prayer is tonight that he'll come on the scene here tonight and every night this week and the next week that we stay and do something just a little different each night that you'll recognize it's the Lord Jesus Christ that's with us. May his blessings be upon you, is my prayer, while we pray. Now, Father, we ask you tonight as we're sitting here in this hot building we're waiting upon you. We're thinking in Jerusalem one time of a little hundred and twenty waiting in an upper room for ten days until suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting. Cold and tongue set upon them like fire. Now, Father, we pray tonight that as we move into this meeting, that we'll hear as David did before going to battle. This rustling of the leaves as the Spirit of God moves on before us. Give us a great meeting tonight. May the Holy Spirit come down in great power. May He heal the sick and the needy tonight. May great signs and wonders be done. For the glory of God, we ask this in Jesus' name, Thy dear Son, Amen. All right, now we'll call the prayer line. And let's see... Um. Uh, that's did you, did you get? from one to? Let's take the. I don't think we got too much room over here. Before we bring my back this side, brother? Back around this way. Uh, all right. Let's take one to ten and see how how we get lined up here. Who's got prayer card number one? Let's see. Raise up your hand. Everyone who has the prayer card, number one, would you raise up your hand? Right, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I see if they get started. I, you, you ushers, count them as it comes through. If anybody missing, we can we can get them. All right. One, two, three. Just line up over here to this side, if you will. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. All right. Arch is about three missing. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Here they are, right here. Ten. All right. I think that sometimes if you don't watch, it's somebody who can't raise up, and somebody maybe who's dead and he can't hear. So, all right. Yes. That'll be fine, Brother Baxter. That's just fine. Usually, I have them coming from this side. Uh, it's not a superstition, but every time I have ever seen the angel of the Lord, he appears from this side all the From this side. All right? That's 10. Now, 15. 15. Who has prayer card 15? Or, I mean, prayer card 11. Let's see. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Let them five stand up. Let's see if we get, if, if anybody has to be packed. All right, there's three of them. All right. Four. As I'm going to ask you something. I have made a ruling in my meeting at first, and we're trying to move out. How many of here believe that I've told them the truth of the gospel tonight? Let's see your hands. And in the, in the prayer lines too. You believe it with all your heart everywhere? You believe it up in the balconies that it's the truth? You, you, are you going to help me in the meeting to pray with me now? Uh, this may be our last campaign. We don't know. We don't go just walk, but we, we're going to try everything that we can to help you. And I'll tell you, it's not here for any selfish motive, friend. It's here to help you and to help the sinner to receive Jesus first, the backslider to come back to Christ second. Third, we want you to get well. That's right. The first thing... Must be first. All right. Billy Paul, is this the, the patient? Okay. I, everyone, Reverend, And pray with me. When I start praying for the person, you, you pray with me. All right, sister. You believe now that the Lord Jesus will make you well with all your heart. You believe whatever I'd ask him, that he would do it. You do. Have you ever been in one of my meetings before? You been. Feeling, you see how he tells things and knows things about people. You understand that? If I didn't even say a word to you but just prayed for you, you believe you get well anyhow, don't you? you believe. I believe you would too, sister. Let's bow our heads just a moment. High Heavenly Father, I ask you to be merciful to this dear woman, and may she be healed tonight by thy power divine. And may thy mercies be upon her and make her well. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I ask this to be. Amen. How do you believe that the back trouble's left you? Oh, I wish had, you you All right. Come, lady. You believe with all your heart? Of course, I see you have a garter on your neck. That's to be seen. Of course, do you believe that the Lord Jesus Christ would be here, would make you well? If I... you believe he could tell me about your life, if he wanted to, he could. He wouldn't necessarily have to, he would he? No, no, wouldn't have to. But you'd believe if I just asked prayer for you that you'd get well. Would you come back and testify in the meeting? If you could go home tonight and eat and get over that stomach trouble, you, you'd feel good about it too, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Now oh, you can do that. You just go eat now. Lord Jesus, I pray that you bless this woman, and may she go and be made well. For your glory I lay hands upon her, in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. I go eat and come back and Come tell and watch your daughter go away. Do you believe with all your heart, sister? Do you believe that the Lord will make you well? Would you be willing to come back here and testify to the glory of God if you make you well? Yes, I can. God bless you. Come here. My heavenly Father, let thy mercies and blessings rest upon the woman. And as she goes from here tonight, may she go rejoicing and happy and made well as I lay hands upon her in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. I go rejoicing. That is. She did. She, she's not a town, but she got healed. That's, that's, all right. Come with me. You believe with all your heart as you come. You believe that God is here to make you well. You believe we ask him to look at the people out there praying for you, or around a thousand people, I guess, is praying for you. You you believe that right here now, under the power of the Holy Spirit, that He'd make you well? How many in the audience is believing this with all their heart now? I'm asking you to come back and testify. Lord Jesus, as to lay hands upon the woman, I ask that she be made completely whole in Jesus Christ's name. Grant it, Lord. Amen. God bless you. Now, go rejoicing, being happy. Do you believe also, sister, that you'll be made well? For sure, disease is not dreadful. It's not nothing that would kill you, but it, it's enough to make you feel bad all the time, stiff in your back and you can't get up. But do you believe that God will make you well of this year? Lord Jesus, I pray that you'll heal the woman, and when she leaves here tonight, may she go happy rejoicing, made well through Jesus Christ's name. Amen. I bless you, lady. I will rejoice and happy. Now, friends, you might say, "Well, I don't see nothing happening. There's not nothing on here yet that you could see happen. See, it's just it's nothing that's come to the platform yet that you can see supernaturally. That's just something that don't show. You see, but the people are getting healed. That's exactly right. Um, here, for instance, here, a few they might know. Come here. You believe, sister, with all your heart. With all your heart. If I didn't say one thing to you you'd yet, believe it in me, wouldn't you? you believe if I'm... All right. Come here, let me have your hand. I want you to look at my hand. I see how my hand looks? Now, let's see. Let, I want you to put your hand on mine. Now, look at the difference in my hand. See that swelling up there and those little bumps running over it? Now, what's the matter with you? you got stomach trouble. <laughs> Ulcerated stomach. Isn't that right? Now, do you believe Jesus will heal you? Now I want you to watch. take your hand off. Take your hand off. Now look how my hand goes back normal. Now I take this other hand, and put on. It isn't that way, is it? You're just as much human in this hand as you are in that hand, aren't you? See? I put my hand on. Doesn't bother a bit, does it? Now I put this hand here back on here again, watch. Now see. Now I want you to watch my hand while I pray. And now you believe that I've told you the truth and God's going to make you well and see what happens to the hand. Shall we bow our heads? Heavenly Father, this poor woman standing here suffering, I ask you to be merciful to her, see her suffer with this demon power that's possessed her and trying to take her over, but thou art here to liberate her. And I ask for her healing. Come out of her Satan! in the name of Jesus Christ. Leave the woman. Now, sister, before I open my eyes or anything else, it's left my hand, has it? My hand's back normal again. If it's right, say yes. Yes. Yeah. Alright. Now you raise your head, audience. Something's happened, hasn't it? Now a few moments ago my hand is swelled up and get real red. Is that right? Yes. Now watch, I take my hand off. I put this hand over here. See? Nothing happens. Put this on now. Nothing happens. Something's happened, hasn't it? Your stomach trouble's gone. Go eat. That's fine. You must have faith regardless of whether God says anything or not, you see. If you talk to people, sure, you find out what's wrong with them. That's exactly right. If you talk to people, but the thing you don't give it just about three or four are through, and then you're so weak you can't hardly stand it. For instance, just, just be reverent. Don't move around, please don't, during the meeting. You see, you interrupt. You'd be real reverent. Now, look here, sir. You believe me to be God's servant? You believe that this. Now, I want to talk to you just a moment. Now, you just look right straight this way, and I'll look off somewhere else so they won't think it's mental telepathy. But I want you to look at me this way and believe with all your heart. Did you ever see that picture of the angel of the Lord that they got in the picture? We'll have some of them in a few days. A large, you've seen it, have you? Were they taking a picture of it down there in Houston, Texas? You realize that something's taking place now, isn't it? That something you feel strange, uh, kind of a. A feeling of kindness or like love or something or other that's on you now. That's what that is. That's what it is. It's Him. It's your anointing moving to you. That's right. You have stomach trouble also. You have a diabetic condition. Now I'll tell you something else. You only have a half a kidney. is that right? But you're healed. Your face made you well, sir. Go home. And God bless you, sir. I want to ask you something for the audience. We're strangers to one another. Yes, We've never seen one another in our lives. But when you come up there, when I started talking to you, then all of a sudden, it's like a real sweet feeling come over you. Is that right? Yeah. And then all at once, all the, relief, all the relief coming is all over. That's when you were healed. Your faith did it, brother. Not me. Your faith in Christ did it. God bless you. Sir. All right. Um, that's the weakening part, that's what hurts. matter, sister, sitting there weeping. Got arthritis, don't you have? The little white hat on sitting there. You believe you got eczema broke out on you also. You believe that God makes you well? All right, stand up on your feet and receive your healing. Now your arthritis has gone from you and your face healed you. You don't have to have it. That's what we can see that. Just be reverent and pray. All right. You believe with all your heart, lady? You believe you you believe that God sent me here to help you you got heart trouble for one thing and you're real nervous I see you trying to get you up at night you can't sleep just rolling around the bed sleepless isn't that right that's exactly right go home now you go to sleep tonight Jesus Christ makes you well have faith. believe with all your heart I just ask God to bless you. He you will he do it? Lord Jesus, I pray that you'll bless sister and let her go and be made well for your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Go now believe in you. all right. Come me. Can you believe with all your heart? You believe I just asked him that you go hard I'm like this I'm sorry. Lord Jesus, I pray that you'll bless the woman and heal her and make her well through Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you, sister. Go rejoicing. Are you You believe with all your heart? Oh Lord, I pray that you'll heal sister and may she go from here tonight, rejoicing and happy and made well through Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, sister. Go rejoicing. Be happy. Got gallbladder trouble, haven't you? You believe God make you well? God bless you. High blood pressure, also. If you believe Him with all your heart, you can be made well. Go home. God bless you. You had stomach trouble, sir, but it's gone from you now. You can go home, eat, be well, made happy. God bless you. Where comes from? You believe with all your?
1: Lord Jesus,
0: I ask that you heal our sister and may she go from here tonight well. Through Jesus Christ's name, Amen. I bless you, sister. Go happy and rejoice and come. Oh my, such a faith building in the audience now. <laughs> <Lower head. laughs> my area is moving. Holy Spirit. Oh, now, there's something wrong with this woman. There's something wrong there in the audience. The same way. It's uh, it's that man sitting right there. You got something wrong with your eyes, sir. You also you got a growth on your on your left shoulder. It's not showing, but that's right. Isn't that right? Raise up to your feet. You've got a it on your left shoulder if God seals you and this woman had a tumor, it seal her so you can both go and be made well. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ may this leave him and never come again. Amen. Alright, will you come, sister?
1: Have faith, everybody, right now. now.
0: Come, sister. You believe? Lord Jesus, I pray that you will heal the woman and make her completely a whole for your glory. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. God bless you, sister. you believe you can walk without that? you believe Jesus Christ would put it on your shoulder and walk across the platform? And take, you don't need it, but right? just take it in your hand like this. Go across the platform and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. you believe, sister, with all your heart? In Jesus' name, go and be made whole easy. You just have to get a little start. That's all you have to do is get your faith moving one time. God will do the rest of it. The whole group of you can do the same thing right now if you believe it. Believe, sir, in the name of Jesus Christ, may you be healed and made whole. Amen. God bless you, brother. Go rejoice. You believe that God will heal you if we'll ask you? There's something here that knows things. Isn't that right? you believe it's the Lord Jesus? Amen. Father, I pray that you'll bless her and heal her in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Go oh, rejoice now. I'm being happy. All right. Have faith in God. You believe with all your heart, with all your soul. Amen. He's it's, it's real to you, isn't he? You've got arthritis in, yes. arthritis in your leg. Yes. Uh-huh. It's in your right leg, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it's in your right leg. You're up for operation, aren't you? No. It's, well, it's, you've got a tumor anyhow. Yes. A tumor in the womb. Yes. Isn't that right? Yes. doctor said so, so you got to be operated on it unless God heals you. Isn't that right? Yes, ma'am. You spell your name, uh, pronounce it Maka, M-A-K-A-L. Uh-huh. M-A-K-I-R. Helma is your first Miss Helma Maka. That's right. And you live at, uh, at 850 Park Avenue. Right. you go going home. You're going to be made well in the name of the Lord Jesus. You believe with all your heart? How many of you would like to be healed right now and made well? See, you believe that Jesus Christ is All right? Stand up on your feet a minute. Just a minute. I don't care how crippled you are, how blind you are, stand up on your feet just a minute. Now, lay your hands over on one another, everywhere in here. Now bow your head just a minute. Kind Heavenly Father, your spirit moving over this little audience tonight, sweeping around here, knowing that your presence is here and can heal every sick person in the building. Grant, Lord, at this time, you were here proving yourself that you're the Lord Jesus Christ. I condemn every sickness. There was demon power to be broken that the more I